Good morning, everyone. Happy Monday. It's Lee Henson, president and founder of Agile Dad, and it's time for today's episode of The Daily Stand-Up. So without any further ado, let's get started. It's a brand new week, a brand new start, brand new beginning. I hope you had an amazing weekend. I hope everything went your way. Today, I want to talk to you about a hot topic. This is one that I've heard in every single one of my classes that I've taught recently. It's stakeholders who don't want to hear no for an answer. So I put together a list of the five tips for saying no to stakeholders. And I'll even throw in a bonus sixth one. So uh, the whole concept here is just that stakeholders don't want to hear no as an answer. That's what it boils down to. So I didn't rely on my own expertise. I went out and I found an article that was published by Roman Pickler. Now Roman is a great friend, a great person. I've known him for a number of years, but he, uh, he really is honed in on this. He's the author of a book called How to Lead in Product Management, Strategize in Agile Product Management with Scrum, which I thought is absolutely amazing. But the way that he approaches this is really cool. So he starts off in an article that I read with a scenario. So here we go. Imagine that you're talking to John, a senior salesperson who's been involved with the product for a while. John mentions the upcoming product release and says, you really need to add the enhanced reporting feature. I've spoken to several customers and they've all confirmed that it's absolutely crucial. You know, though, that it's going to be impossible to add the feature to the development effort. It's just impossible. The team is struggling with their current workload and moving the data is just not an option. Even more, you, you suspect that the request may be motivated by the desire to meet his sales targets, but he is a well-connected and influential individual who doesn't like to be told that he's wrong or doesn't like to be told no. How do you decline his request without offending him and losing his support for your product? Wow, <clears throat> right? That, that just, that blew my mind right out of the gate. Uh, Roman, you nailed it. And I think that we've all been in that scenario. It's, it's not, I haven't met someone yet that likes to tell people no. I haven't met someone yet that loves rejection or loves to decline things. And I think that the first thing that we need to come to grips with, come to terms with, here we go. I'm going to take a deep breath. Here we go. The first thing we need to come to terms with is number one on my list. Don't feel bad about saying no. It's not easy, right? But it is part of your job. Here's a neat fact that most people don't know. When you go to one of the higher level schools of business, Eccles School of Business, Marriott School of Business, Dale Carnegie School of Business, anywhere where most executives go, C-level executives and whatnot, Harvard Business School, they teach them the same thing. If you ask and they don't say no, that gives you license to ask for more. You can keep asking until someone says no. Once someone says no, then they have enough work. But for whatever reason, that doesn't register for us. So what do we do? We continue to find creative ways to say yes, knowing that the real answer is no. And as long as you do that, these people are going to feel entitled to ask for more and more and more. Saying no is part of the job. Steve Jobs once said, I'm on a Steve Jobs kick. I gave some quotes from Steve Jobs on Friday's episode. Here's another one. Steve Jobs said, innovation is saying no to a thousand things and yes to one. You have to really pick carefully what you need to do. The more things you say no to, the more focused you're gonna be. And I hear people come to me though and I say, but 
but Lee, you, you don't know John saying no to him, <laughs> right? I think that the lack of authority that you have and the, your desire to be respectful to John are causing you to feel like you can't say no. But the truth is the strength in your product leadership and a strength in what you do comes from your ability to say no. It comes from your ability to tell John, you know, as much as I'd like to say yes, that's just not possible. And the best part of all is John's going to have an undying respect for you because he already anticipates when he asks that there's a high chance that you're going to say no. And when he walks out of the room after you say yes, admittedly, he's kind of surprised that you said yes. But it's one of those things where we just don't we don't put that together. So I think the key here is for the first one to not feel bad about saying no and know that sometimes it's expected. There you go. Coming in at number two on my list, empathize with the stakeholder. Having decided already that you can't accept this request, that it's impossible, you need to also, you know, instead of saying, you know, I just can't do that, you probably want to rewind and show some empathy. Man, I could see where that could provide, you know, great value and I could see where that would really be helpful. But unfortunately, there's just no way I can add that to the release. The team's really struggling to get all the agreed upon features in. And, and since we can't push to date, I just, I don't feel like, you know, it would be effective for us to try to get this in now. If John still feels misunderstood, it's going to be hard for him to accept no as the answer. He's going to argue. He's going to go to hire people. He's going to try to push. But I think you need to understand his needs. So in order to understand his needs and maximize the chances that you can come up with a creative no for John, I think you need to focus on your listening techniques. This comes from the advanced product under course. And in the listening techniques, some of the things that I tell are first, give full attention to the person. Make sure they know that they're the only person in the room, even if they're not. Make sure you maintain eye contact. Show the person that you're interested in what they have to say. You know, give cues. It's important. Keep an open mind. Even though you already know you disagree uh, or what you're hearing you dislike, what you're hearing you dislike, don't don't let that carry over to the individual. Listen with the intent to understand, not to answer yes or no. John may be right after all, right? But the truth is we need to come in with that open mind. Pay attention to the other person's body language. Nonverbal information like voice pitch, volume, gestures, facial expressions, all those things matter. Eye movement, eye contact. And then last but not least, ask clarifying questions and probing questions to make sure that you correctly understand what's being said. There have been a number of times where I've had John ask for something, and before he could even finish asking, I've heard product owners say, or there, there's no way, we can't get that. The team cannot do it. And, oh my goodness, it just sets off a storm of fireworks. When 30 minutes later, they realized that what John was asking for was only something very small in essence, that he wasn't asking for the whole enchilada. He was just asking for a very small modification, which is interesting because it's something you could have easily said yes to, but instead you said no and broke down a perfectly good relationship as a result of it. So make sure even if you uh, don't understand, ask, help me understand why this feature is so important to you, what impact it's gonna have on the end consumer. And I think that if you frame it up that way, it comes out better. So number one was don't feel bad about saying no. Number two, make sure you empathize with the stakeholder. Number three, reframe the conversation. Stakeholders often ask for specific requests without necessarily being fully aware of the problem that it's going to address. Aha. 
value is hardly added by creating a single piece of functionality. Typically, it requires more than just one thing to add value. But instead of debating on the individual feature, reframe the conversation. Explore what the customer problem is that's going to solve or how it's going to enhance the customer's uh, experience. Why is this so valuable to the customer? You know, it just, just try to figure out what the desired impact is. What is the goal? What is the end game? And I think that sometimes you ask yourself, will addressing the user problem help you meet the goal and create desired benefit? Or is it something that's going to help you get closer to meeting the end goal, but still not going to meet the mark? And I think that once you address that question, it helps you more clearly decide whether you should accept a request or deny a request. And in many cases, it makes saying no a whole lot easier because it puts them in a position where they understand your, your response of no. Next is don't rush the decision. It can be really tempting to quickly make a decision and just be done and say, you know, I'd love to do that. We don't have time. Sorry, but that's usually a bad idea. You know, if the conversation with John turns difficult and he's adamant that the feature must be added and he doesn't want to accept your view, uh, he suggests you just don't understand what the customers want. And you don't have that connectivity. And I'm going to bring this to the CEO if you decline my request. You know, it's natural to feel confusion, anger, and just spark back and say no. When this happens, slap back's not the answer, right? It's best to just pause the conversation where it is, figure out where you are, and come at it with a cool head. And say, listen, John, it's just, it's really important to me that we find a good solution. But I'm just not, I'm just not feeling in it right now. I'm feeling kind of upset. And I just need some time to reflect on what I heard you say so that I can really make a level-headed decision. What if we talk this afternoon after lunch? Or what if we talk first thing in the morning and, you know, postpone? Uh, that way you have time to take a deep breath, cool down, figure out where you are, and come to a conclusion. Because honestly, maybe what John's asking for does have a huge impact. Other times what John's asking for simply doesn't matter. And I think that when it's that type of request, you have to come to some joint terms or some joint agreement. And that brings me to the final one. Try to find common ground, but don't split the difference. Uh, saying no is sometimes just unavoidable. It's part of what we do. But sometimes finding an alternative way to meet the stakeholders' needs is better. Sometimes trying to find common ground on what we should be doing is better. Maybe a smaller version of what's being asked for. But the key here is don't try to split the difference. I think what I'm trying to say is, you know, and Roman says it best here. Here's a quote from his article. He says, do what is necessary to maximize the value your product creates, but don't attempt to please individual stakeholders. Be kind, but be firm. Remember, successful products are not built on weak compromises or the smallest common denominator. I love that quote. And I think that if we do this and accept that challenge, that this is what's going to help us be successful. Roman, you nailed it out of the park. I love this article. I'll make sure I drop a link to it in the description. Uh, if you want to learn more about how you can say no or want to learn more about any other Agile topic, visit AgileDad.com. We've got lots of information there that'll be helpful for you. And until tomorrow, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay Agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care.